What is up, everybody? Today we're talking Cardi B and racist advertising, all that and more on Black Hollywood Lives this week. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. Say, little bitch, you can fuck with me if you wanted to. These expensive, these is red bottoms, these is bloody shoes. Hit the school, I can get them both. I don't want to choose, and I'm quick. Cut a nigga off, so don't get comfortable. Hey, I see you, Ryan. She had a little squirrel with it, too. Okay. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Live this week. That's a hell of an intro right there. I still want to keep dancing, right? Uh, my, I don't even know my name anymore right now. I'm Cardi B. I'm Cardi B. Now, I'm Daryl Christian. Welcome to Black Hollywood Lives this week. My host joining me today is Courtney Stewart. What's up, y'all? DJ Jesse J. What's up? And our beautiful guest today, she's not only a singer, she is a actress. She's been everywhere doing her thing. We're going to play her music a little bit later. Ryan Brown is with us today. Good to see you guys. I like your hair. I'm feeling your hair. Thank you. I appreciate look. that, you know? You I like to blown. stay pretty natural. I like it. Yeah, it's working for me. Thank you. Doing it. Doing big things over here. Pretty girl. (laughs) Pretty girl. That's right. We're going to talk about that and all your new projects. But first, we're going to get into some fun, hot topics. Let's do it. Boom. All right. So we came in with the Cardi B because, first of all, shout out to Cardi B. 19 years since Lauryn Hill, uh, unassisted female artist hip-hop artist came out with a single that hit number one on the Billboard charts. Cardi B was able to do it for three weeks, selling over 500,000 albums. And as of this week, Cardi B just got placement over with Sony Records. Congratulations. Congratulations. Stays winning. Um, I'm excited just to see what kind of doors this is about to open up for Cardi. Because people are kind of saying, like, okay, we heard the Bodak yellow, but, like, what's next? Yes. And so, I mean, that's a pretty big team right over there, Sony Records. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see it. I wonder what Nicki Minaj is saying right now. I want I wanted Nicki Minaj and Cardi B uh, a, a duo. duet or, I or collaborate. Yep, a collaboration. Okay. I want it. I'm here for it. I support it. I support um, it. And I support Cardi B. I just, I'm here for what she, what she stands for. I remember I was just talking to somebody. I was like, I remember interviewing her before anyone knew who she was. Uh-huh. And I'm, then in middle interview, I was just like, oh my gosh. She's a star. Well, yeah, I did say that, but I was also just like, this bitch is real as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't know if the industry really going to be ready for her. And they did. They opened the doors. They allowed her to come on in. And she is a storm to uh, not to mess with this year. So shout out to you, Cardi. Very excited. Um, Also, next month, November, November 5th in Vegas, the Soul Train Awards are going to be filming. Um, I'm super excited. I love the Soul Train Awards. It's always got a good little vibe to it. So I want to play a little game with y'all. I want to see who oh. you guys think is going to win some of the awards. Ready? <laughs> All right. Best new artist. Black, Her, Kevin Ross, DJ Khaled, or SZA? Oh. How is DJ Khaled on that list? That's a hard one. He's not really a new artist. I was yeah, say, he's not yeah. a new artist. Uh, I vote for SZA. Yeah, me well, too. yeah, girl, because you had it on your phone as you came in. Oh, that's true. I was yeah, I would car. vote SZA, but I think that you said, did you say the question is who we'd vote for or who we think's well, going to win? Who we think is going to win. I think it might have to be Khaled, yeah. honestly. Yeah, actually. You know, that's, we true. It, yeah. that's true. That's true. I would love I'll for it to be her. Oh, my God. 
Oh, oh my God! Just when I tell you, just like the way that she makes R and B feel again, man. Her, have you heard her and the Daniel Caesar record? Yes. Oh. And did you see the latest video she just? Yes, I did. And she's kind of showing herself Mm -hmm. a little more. Mm -hmm. I feel like clearly I need to go. The next video, I missed. They're having a moment right here. Oh, that's fine, y'all. Can tune into Black Hollywood Live as the beat, which aired yesterday, and watch it. Okay. You're right. You're right. Talk about the head of the network over here. I got you. It aired yesterday. Two o'clock. All right, best R&B soul male awards: Bruno Mars, Bryson Tiller, Chris Brown, DJ Khaled. Wait, what? <laughs> That's well, who's, feature, who's, player, feature, right? who's feature with that? Just DJ Khaled. Oh wow. Okay. Or the weekend. Did you say the soul? Uh, R and B. R and B soul. I'm gonna give it to Bruno Mars because I gave so him so many nominations. I, I just feel like Bruno. Yeah, I yeah. want. I just want Bruno. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best R and B female: Kaylani, Layla Hathaway. Lettucey, Mary J, Sol- Solange, and SZA. Did you say Solange. Ryan? <laughs> and Ryan. Oh, did I? Was that just me yeah. that heard that? I thought, yeah. I thought, no, I thought I heard it. <laughs> Your album just came out, so we got that's going to come next in the next year. We're going to be saying the same thing. We're like, Ryan is on the list. No, I'm definitely. Because I was like, girl, that's Solange a typo because I don't see that here. <laughs> 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 All right, so who are we thinking? Solange. Uh, Solange. Yeah. Hands yeah. down. It's got to be Solange. It better be. Yeah. Album of the year. She did it for the culture. Bruno. Bruno Mars, 24K Magic, Mary J, Strength of a Woman, Solange, Seat at the Table, SZA, Control, The Weeknd, Starboy. I'm going to go with The Weeknd. I'm going to throw a whammy there because, I mean, he had hit after hit after hit. I'm going to have to go with Bruno. I'm going to go with The Weeknd. I'm going to have to go with Bruno. They got to share a little like, bit. That's kind of hard. They got to share a little Solange getting it, too, but I think she's going to win the R&B female. Yeah, I feel like I, she'll I, win I, female Because the Soul Train Awards, yeah. I feel like Solange will pull that yeah. one. Yeah. He, he, Bruno has pulled off a lot of stuff. He yeah. has, but that's all, I feel like, even more why, because of Solange and what it did for the culture. You're right. I mean, I That's why I feel like at the Soul Train Awards, they might be like, you know what? Yep. It's yours, girl. Go and get your train. Uh, all right, best hip hop song of the year, which now has been changed to Rhythm and Bars Award. Cardi B, Bodak Yellow, DJ Khaled, Rihanna, Wild Thoughts, French Montana, Unforgettable, Kendrick Lamar, Humble, or Yo Gotti and Nicki Minaj, Break It Up. Come on, guys. What do we open? It's it has gotta to be, be Cardi. Cardi. It's gonna be Cardi. <laughs> I mean, See, song. I'm gonna throw away. I'm gonna say DJ Khaled. Mm, with Wild Thoughts? Yeah. Because no. that song was... You would was, think that that's bigger than Cardi's, Cardi B's Bodak Yellow. I'm just going to throw... Cardi B literally no. broke history yeah. with that song. They, yeah, but okay. Are the Soul Train Awards be. based yeah. off of of sales or or a committee that votes? But to Fans. me, but to me Wild Thoughts right? wasn't a hip-hop song. It was more R&B, kind of flavorful. Mm, I would agree. I mean, it is okay. Maria Cardi B, Maria. the bitch, literally is like, say little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to just keep saying that. That's all. That's all that is. I just walked down the street just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. So while it tapes November 5th, you guys can catch it on BET November 26th. I'll be all watching right. I'll be watching I'll it. I'll be checking it out. And I got to talk to it because I was supposed to go do the carpet. They telling me the carpet's on November 26th. And then I was doing the story. I'm like, bitch, y'all going to have me there late showing up. <laughs> <laughs> like, ain't no Stand outside. Like, right. They're like, it's already airing. I'm like, already happened. <laughs> it was yesterday. <laughs> it was three <laughs> weeks <done>. ago. <laughs> That's forever. Make me ruin my Thanksgiving. Right. Aww. Don't ruin Thanksgiving. All right. Well, I'm not going to ruin Thanksgiving. I might ruin the story, though, because I can't get to my notes because we ain't got no internet up in this room, apparently. But I'm going to try to do it anyway from memory. So first up, we got 
uh, Gabrielle Union is teaming up with LeBron James. So we were kind of disappointed and sad last week because we found out Being Mary Jane has been canceled and we only get a movie next year. And so we're done with that. And then those of you that were fans of LeBron James' uh, show Survivor's Remorse, which was on Stars, has also finished its final season. So he's done in that area too. And now they've decided let's get together and we're going to make a comedy. And that comedy is going to be called White Dave. And White Dave is going to ABC, y'all. And it's supposed to be a comedy about a black teenager growing up in a white suburb and all the crazy things and shenanigans that happened to him in this suburb. So. Which I'm like, y'all know Dave Chappelle did the whole White Dave thing, right? You know, like, is that what well, they Maybe they were inspired. Mm-hmm. And, and it would also be interesting <laughs> to see how different totally it is different from, blackish, from Blackish, too. Yeah, you know what I mean? they're, they're kind of, and it's for it's, ABC, but, so it's kind of like in the vein of what they've done, obviously, yeah. with Blackish and what they're kind of doing. So it's, it's an interesting team up and it's a comedy. Which is a little different. So and LeBron is getting his producing on because I saw that he's, he's doing EP lots. of an NBC game show, The Wall. He's got the Stars Survivors Stars Remorse, Remorse, which it's over. It's over, but, but he's got uh, a new comedy uh, set, set in a um, being developed, set in a sneaker store yes. uh, with HBO, and then also something with Octavia Spencer coming up yes, about the, uh, Madam CJ Walker, Walker, which we yeah. advertised wow. for like a month ago. Please, y'all, call me because I want to be in that movie. <laughs> like, we need to start a, a campaign I'm to get like, you in that film. Please, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm actually, that's the project I'm most excited about. Something's on the phone. Keto over there messing with the PR in the house. She's Snapchatting us and calling her baby. It's all good. That's what happened. She FaceTiming us. She She FaceTiming her baby. baby That's why we black out a lot. We real black up in here. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, mommy. Okay. All right, so next story. Oh, dog, I just lost it again. Okay, so here it is. I'm going to try to uh, truncate this because now I have to read it from the article instead of my notes. But uh, so we have another situation um, that's kind of sad, and I don't know. I feel like we're not getting all the facts. But there's a 26-year-old man in Atlanta who has a 2-year-old son who needs a kidney transplant. So he was supposed to be allowed to give his son his kidney on October 2nd. But the brother been through some things, and he got arrested before he was supposed to be given the kidney. And since he got arrested, he is now out of jail. But they said, basically, you got to be on the straight and narrow for, like, about four more months before we'll even consider you being able to do the surgery for your son. Which so, I think is absolutely ridiculous. Insane. It's, it's crazy. Unless it's, like, drug well, see, that's like right. I, I feel right. like there has to be some other right. reason. Because they, uh, Emory is the hospital in Atlanta that um, is supposed to do the transplant. And they basically released a statement saying they're not allowed to give any information. It's a private patient um, security matter or whatever. But we follow the guidelines for organ transplant and donation. And as of right now, this is what the situation is. So, of course, the, uh, the uh, two-year-old's mom is obviously distressed and concerned because her son needs a transplant and then the father is upset because he can't do it but they said they're following the rules I looked up the rules and the only rule that seemed to be like something that would give them cause not to do it is that there could be a drug or health situation or a mental health situation that makes it not okay for them to do the transplant a mental health situation yes it was a mental and physical um, mental effect of kidney like that? Yeah, I mean, how would I, I'm curious. Well, mental that. health could be, I mean, maybe they're not of sound mind to be making the decision. And well, that's they, true. And if that's you're true. a living donor, like, there's some psychiatric things that you have to go through and assessments that's that you true. have to go through to be a living donor. Because that you have, you know, 
possible complications and effects that could happen afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, is true. I, I agree with that in some sense, but I think that you have a mental, I mean, there's so many things that this world allows you to kind of sign off mm-hmm. and you want to go back and then say like, well, maybe I shouldn't have signed that. Can I have it back? You yeah. know, but it's like at the end of the day, it's this guy's son. Yeah. So even if there is some type of mental disability and he wants to go back after it, there's a lot of other things this world lets you sign off on and not right. go back That's on. True. So. That's true. That's I mean, true. Like he just ain't out here like, yeah, I'm trying to get my kidney. It's his son. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking, because when I was reading the story, I was like, there has to be more to this That's story. what I felt there like. There has to be, had to be something, something where he, details it was, that we some don't know. drug yeah. charges or something has that's in the system, because I can't imagine that that would be a reason why they wouldn't let him give his son that. Yeah, I would imagine that there couldn't be a reason, but we do live in America, and bureaucracy is a mess sometimes. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so you're right. Reality Cannot is, argue it, there. It really could just 16. be some bullshit, like, in the end. But I hope that's not the case, and I hope the kid is able to get his transplant. He's two years old. He was born without a functioning kidney. He needs a kidney, y'all. That's very important. Yeah. yeah. So good luck. Prayers. All right. Wishes. All right. Well, we're going to move on to our ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Oh, oh, so. no beat. Oh, no. There we go. He behind the beat. Wait, can we been? remix what, that what again, Anthony? Come on, give us a little bit more, Anthony. him alone. He's white. Oh, stop it. Come no, on, Anthony, give us that again. Sometimes we mess our beats up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so silly. He's so racist. I know. Right, right. I mean, I'm making fun of my own. I'm actually Mexican. I was, was going to say, say, he is I'm not. I was going to say. I was going to say, I think he might. But yeah. I didn't want to be racist too. I, I, I knew it. I was waiting sure for him to say happened. something. Right. This happened before. Th- that don't help around my neighborhood because I be hearing how y'all be speeding up all the songs on the DJ. You be hiring your cousins DJs and they'd be like, "Why are you lit?" They be said, "Little bitch, you can't fuck with me." Why are y'all listen to music so fast? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm like, where did you even get this BPM from? Here we go. Sorry, Sorry Anthony, we love you. As we talk about racism, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> Well, speaking of, speaking of racism, news. this kind of ha- leads to this. Uh, Donald Trump has been in the news, obviously, because he has been very instrumental of um, saying some negative things about Colin Kaepernick and the way that he has uh, started the bend the knee movement across the NFL and uh, just across the board. Well, uh, Master P has some words for Colin Kaepernick. He has said, you know, obviously we know Colin is a free agent uh, quarterback currently looking for a new position. And um, Master P says, listen, Colin, if you can't get a new job, then I got one for you. Let's start our own league. He said that he will help fund, you know, and create a, a separate league that will give the NFL some direct competition. Uh, this is what Master P had to say. He said, if the NFL won't give Colin Kaepernick a job, he's down to start up a new league. And he said that it'll help start his, it'll, he'll start his own league. I think he should. He said, I think he should. I mean, he's a great player. If I think uh, about the NFL, I think about him, and I think that the NFL should have a major, major competition. So what do you guys think about uh, Master P kind of joining forces with Colin to do this? Uh, I think that that's incredible. Um, I think that, though, the way in which this would be successful is if there are enough uh, athletes that are willing to join this league. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes you run into these other leagues being created and people are like, well, that's cool and that's nice, but my dream has always been to play for the NFL and where people are buying tickets. But I think that if there are enough players, enough spotlight, really go-getter players out there that are like, you know what, I believe in the cause and I believe in what this could possibly do for my community mm-hmm. and the culture and I'm willing to make that jump and that leap, then and I'll go over there 
there, well, fans are going to follow. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm a football fan, and if my favorite players are going to another league, well, best believe that's where I'm buying my tickets. Yeah. Okay. I think it'd be interesting. Yeah. I, think I think it's great because it reminds me, I always talk about this, the mixtape game. When mixtapes came out, it the record industry had no idea what to do. Yeah. They were like, what the hell? Then Netflix came out, and now these mm-hmm. cable companies are like, what the hell? Sure. Now we got to give for free? Yeah. And I think that this is just another way to say, hey, look, America, we can do it. You can do it. Stop being afraid of these corporations and step outside because there's so many, whether or not those certain, I think, I think there will be a handful of good <coughs> players, but whether or not they do or don't, there's how many players that don't get into the there's NFL so many that players are so that play talented. overseas mm-hmm. and play in Canada and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it could be a really great thing. Just shake it out. It could be really shake great. Shake it up a bit. But I'm really cynical. Are you why? It ain't going to happen. I don't think it's really going to happen. Because I don't think that we, I love my people, y'all, I love y'all, I love y'all so much, but I don't think we have support each other enough to build it up to what it would need to be to attract the players. Because in reality, like, they would be having to give up substantial economic situations for the building. In the the beginning process. Obviously, like, it could grow and be amazing, but in the end... And there's always sort of been this thing about it's always better on the other side. And for some reason, we don't think it can be great just here and amongst us. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, and I don't, I think that's a psyche that we haven't fixed anywhere in business in general. It's the same thing with small business and, you know, stuff like that. So I, I grand idea, amazing idea. Never, I would never be like, don't go for it. Absolutely go for it. I will support it any way I can. I don't really watch football, but I will do something and go to a game or whatever and do it but I don't I don't feel like we support our stuff enough to really make that something that would be um earth shifting for the NFL because I I just think that it has to be because I agree with that in in Mm -hmm. some sense I just think that it has to be attacked in the right way so Mm -hmm. like if they are trying to get all these players on board prior to having all the logistical pieces done of like okay you know what maybe this NFL team offered you 50 million where we may not be able to offer you 50 million we may we've got enough branding and things lined up before we even offer you your contract to where we could offer you 40 or 35 million and and you know and and give you and sprinkle a few things on top of there and that's why I was saying you know some of the highlight players going because you know so many people that do want to be in the NFL also want to follow the footsteps of Mm -hmm. like you know these major football players and it's like well if they did it then I can do it and the the more people that get involved so I think that it's not so much about the I I just think that we have to uh, attack it on a logistical standpoint the right way and if we do that and we're not just being like hey come come join our league because it's popular and we may be able to give you a $2 million contract, you know? People will go where, where the money is. That's true. I would be interested to see how much the sponsors back it, too. Correct. You know, how many sponsors they really would be able to bring in for that. Um, but, you know, th- we are in a society that seems to be changing with a lot of things, so maybe... Possibly. You know, it could be... I'd be uh, interested to see how the NFL, because NFL has a lot of pull. pull. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, owners are <clears throat> corporate people. Money... Money runs the country. Whether we like it or not, it, it runs the country. And we can say what we want, whatever, but money talks and money works in this country. And I would almost be curious what kind of back in dealing nonsense would happen on the NFL side to stifle yep. that ever coming to fruition. Absolutely. So I'd be, whatever. Not and, to be negative, Trump. I want. And Trump. 
and Trump. Let's let's not forget who the subject oh, matter Lord. would be in this creation of this new yeah, football I mean, team. He's mad at the NFL right now too. So I mean, he ain't. I mean, yeah, he, he's, he's been, been he's been tweeting this week. So whatever. Yeah. I'm not yeah. even gonna speak. Well, about since it. since um, Kylan became a free agent, 39 quarterbacks have been hired outside of him. So. There's definitely something to be said because he actually recently this week filed a grievance against the NFL owners um, back last Sunday. So, you know, I don't blame him. You know, I mean, there's got to be something to the reason why he's not being hired. He was a good he's a good quarterback, you know, at the end of the day. So he's he's following that loss or following this legal battle or starting this legal battle to see kind of where things lie. I would be curious, too, what the like standard of proof would need to be in that kind of because like you, I mean yeah how do you, you know prove, other you than like somebody specifically having a heard a conversation where they were like we ain't hiring that because he owned his <laughs> knees talking about Lord and, and all this right. other stuff like so I, I'm curious like how that's even legally something I mean obviously you can sue for anything and try to go to court for anything in this country but I'd be curious like what sort of evidence and stuff that he has to have. Well, according to, to his lawyer, he feels he has enough uh, cause for a legal battle to start. So Wrongful termination, we'll see. maybe, but hmm, I'll we'll be see. interested. We'll follow. And, well, I'm sure t- uh, Trump will be tweeting about it as well. Who so. cares? <laughs> Somebody, whatever. I said I wasn't even going to talk about him. I know, I'm just, I'm, you I know, I'm going to let that one slide in, and then we won't was, even talk about him. I'm not even going to, the only thing I was going to talk about is the funny picture where we thought Melania had a stand-in. That was the best <laughs> that thing that happened. Yeah. yeah, that really was. Even though they said that was her, girl, I would have denied it too. I would have been like, that wasn't me. Yeah, that's true. That picture. But that's anyway. true. All right, well, we're on to our last story before we start talking to Ryan. <laughs> I know you are upset about not talking about Melania. But uh, we have Dove, the Dove commercial. You guys see the controversy yes. that surrounded that about a week or so ago. Uh, basically, we'll show a little clip in a second, but basically the story goes is that there's a, a variety of different women uh, that are presented in this campaign, and one of the actual clips shows a black woman who turns and transforms into a white woman after lifting up her, her what appears to be a brown shirt. Yeah. Here's a clip of that appears to show an African-American woman turning white after using their product. The photo was quickly criticized as racist. Dove has since pulled the ad. The company apologized on their Facebook page, writing, Dove is committed to representing the beauty of diversity. In an image we posted this week, we missed the mark in thoughtfully representing women of color, and we deeply regret the offense that it has caused. Well... That happened, and then now we have a, a, a new situation that's popped up in the news. It's a Nivea commercial. So it's basically a uh, a lotion that's called Natural Fairness that is, uh, their, their demos are African women, and it's for skin lightening. So here's a little clip of this as well. I need a product that I can really trust to restore my skin's natural fairness. Nivea Natural Fairness Body Lotion with an innovative formula containing unique berry extracts to visibly lighten and care for your skin. Hello. You must be here to pick up your sister. Mommy! Mommy? Wow, you have the most beautiful glowing skin. Now I have visibly fairer skin, making me feel younger. Nivea Natural Fairness Body Lotion for visibly Okay, wait, but where is this commercial (laughs) play? This is not played here in America. No, No, it's not. It's not. Uh, It was targeted towards African women. They said, I think they said it was a German commercial. Actually, Um, it's yeah, it's not here. But this is you know, this has also sparked a lot of controversy just because of the product alone. So we have the Dove. Obviously, we've had this. We've also talked about this in the past with Beyonce. With was it Maybelline? I believe um, or L'Oreal? Excuse me. uh, uh, Where they lightened her skin, and then several Pepsi did it it as well. 
this seems to be something that continues and where I'm a little bit surprised, I mean, I, you know, I used to work in the advertising world. There's a board of people that this has to go through step by step to get approved to be put on television or put on social media. How is this getting approved? Yeah, like, but this who is, is thinking so that it's okay? Overseas, like, remember we talked about that pop star Demetria or something? Yeah. And she, her line, like how Beyonce would come out with a, a lipstick, like her line was a literal skin bleaching product that's what her she does pop music and then on the side she releases skin bleach like it's huge in china like it's huge just across overseas that this is what they're out here doing that's why as soon as i heard the accent i was like this is not in here in america like nivia y'all would be bold to be putting no, on yeah. and, and american and one thing television. that i will say is that this is not the skin bleaching thing is not just a black issue yeah. it's like, not no you know i think that we feel the most attacked by it yeah. you know because we have you know, skin color in our culture has been such a, a colorism fight, within us. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, but you know there are there there are a lot of people like you were saying in China, in all these other places that India these that has a, women yeah, that problem. aren't yeah. black yeah. they they want to be lighter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's true. But the fact, even 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 the the skin lightening lotion is one thing, but the Dove commercial is another. Yeah. And well, how did they? Was really, it's interesting that people because at first I didn't know I was just like somebody is stupid. Stupid. When I, I didn't thought, think Dove like, was like, I didn't trying think to do racist. Nothing, but. I thought stupid. Yeah, I, th- I, I thought, thought more, very stupid. But right. I also didn't appreciate that the the clip that's taken is just those two women, but the commercial had another a, woman. A plethora, like, yeah, and there was a... Yeah. What, it, granted, she didn't visibly look enough like another color of a woman when the white Asian, girl... I she was, I No, I think she was Middle Eastern. Maybe Middle Eastern. And so after the white girl, pull, white girl pulls her shirt off as a Middle Eastern woman. Don't get me wrong. I still think it's stupid because if you have any understanding of American culture, as an advertiser, you have to know that there was centuries worth or decades worth of specifically soap ads that were excessively racist, specifically about washing the black off. Right. So just that little bit of information yeah. should have informed you to at least switch the order of the chicks. Yeah, I was going to say, switch like, the order. All you had to do yeah. was switch the order. Yeah. White girl, whatever. Because they were just trying to communicate, you know, everybody's skin and this and switch, right. whatever. Like, not necessarily that you were going from black to white, but you communicated that because you left out the history and culture of this country. And I don't understand how that keeps accidentally happening. It's... I. <laughs> Don't hold back, girl. Don't happening. hold back. I just, I, I can't say that it's an accident. I agree. It's like, yes, yeah. we could, we could, we could say, we could sit here and say, okay, I don't think that it was, it they was racism, but I think it, it was stupidity. But I pair stupidity with ignorance. And to get a job to be on the level where you are on a board of advisors that approves advertisements, I can't really put ignorance in your pocket. Like the whole room sat there and watched that. and was like, yeah, this is great. Yep, go ahead, pass. This is our new campaign. And no one was like, you know what, maybe we should switch these two out right here. Right. Might and, ease and, the bu- pain and that, a little bit. And, and that, goes, that doesn't go to say that, like, because I, what I don't want to do is I don't want to overshadow all of the great things that Dove has done yeah, for women. For sure. You know, I've sat and I have honestly used Dove as a campaign to kind of pair my music with as far as, like, the way in which they have, like, inspired women, women to yeah. look at their true beauty. So do I believe that it was an honest mistake from Dove? And do I do I appreciate the the 
statement they put out, yes, but I do believe that there are some people on their board of advisors that need to be let go. Yeah, yeah. And go ahead and give that girl uh, her Dove contract right here. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got a clap, but that was, that was, that was well said. Well said. Beautiful skin. So. I, I, did anybody else, I mean, maybe this is just me, but I just thought about the Michael Jackson black and white video when I saw it because, you know, she'd be flipping yeah. off. Which is probably some of the probably inspiration where they got that they were thinking, yeah. but somebody literally was sitting in there and nobody thought, like, hold up, y'all, y'all don't know or remember, yeah, we that might not work. We need to. We, nobody thought that. Like nobody had that Get information in, in a room of what twelve people. But that, then again, there may have been that person that sat there and said, "This isn't right," and there could have been another person that said, "We just spent a lot of money. It's on not a big deal." Right. It but it's editing. It's like it would have literally taken nothing to make that change, which it, which makes me think it's not accidental from a Yo, company yeah. that like because if there was even one person that brought up mm, y'all and made a reference to y'all remember when you we used to put to little black yeah. children in the tub and watch they black off and put little white kids with yeah that's not a good thing to communicate and if even one person said that and you decided uh you're racist right. 100%. your company 100%. is racist. absolutely like yeah. i'm sorry because yeah. you are supporting some a system the, the system that we all been trying to break down for damn ever <laughs> like just right. let it go i mean sorry that's anyway. all right it's all good it's i all wanted good. to love you dub well you know what i they, they've apologized as we saw so we'll see what changes are made in future campaigns does that make you feel better uh, no, I mean apologies at no, this point. What are apologies? Everybody always like, apologizes. They, yeah. they absolutely have to come out and apologize. Yeah. And in some sense, yes. In other senses, okay. Apology is great, mm-hmm. but let's see how you act after this. That's what I'm because, saying. Because that's, that's exactly how you saying. move forward will prove to me if that if, if that exactly. apology like is the commercial going to get pulled. It was pulled. It was pulled. It was pulled. Yeah, yeah, it, it was pulled. pulled. It was yeah. pulled. But was pulled. I, I think and the, it was a social issue... media uh, campaign. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. it actually went to TV. I, I think, think the issue media. that I have with it is because I personally have been touched by by, by the things that they've put out. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I've I've sat and watched things and and the way in which I don't know if you ever saw the Dove campaign where they yeah. have the women come in and, and someone else draws them, them. Yep. and people are explaining one another. Um, it touched me, yeah. and so it's like I can't call an entire company racist right. when they do these things. And and it wasn't just white women; it wasn't just Asian women; it was black women, women that looked exactly like me, women that have the same issues that I have. You yeah. know, so so to call the whole company racist, I think that that would be unfair on my part. But to say that you need to be more careful about who you're hiring because they are then representing your company, and now you have people looking at your company and saying your company might be racist, and I am never buying your product yep. again. That's true. So, so what else is going on? Right. Bam. Right. Well, we'll see. Right. All right. Well, that concludes our hot topics for today. Now we're going to get into talking to Miss Ryan here about all her Ooh. projects, mm-hmm. maybe including Dove sometime soon. Who knows? <laughs> sponsorship action. Uh, now, we know that we have seen you in, in you know, many movies and, and TV and all that fun stuff, but you're moving, transitioning more into music. Mm-hmm. And you have a single called Pretty Girl. Yeah, uh, album. Album called yeah. Pretty Girl. We're going to actually show a clip because it's a, it's a, I like this because it's like video, album, kind of combination of both. But this is the single gone. This is a single gone right here that we'll play. Cause now you talking in circles 
So that's a little piece of the video. It makes me want to just, I'm like, I need to get out this chair. I have to. I want to get that little move down that you did. I have to. I have to gas you for a second. When so every morning I walk my dog right, and I listen to my little Apple Music. And when this came across my Apple Apple Music, I was like, who the. <laughs> okay. And then your album dropped. I was like, "What?" And then Ke- the e- uh, email came along with K- Miss Kita. This is Bay right here, and she was like, "Where?" Right? I was like, "I almost threw my phone across the room." Like, wait, what? What, girl? And then you come up here, and I interview artists all the time, and like you are just so fucking put together, and like just like artists only want to talk about themselves, and the fact that you sit up here and like are just your your brain is insane, and so I just appreciate it, and the fact that you dance and like sing, I'm so here for you. Thank you. Okay. Respect. I'm serious. No, like, I respect. was just like, you don't get a lot of this, you know, lately. That's true. You know, to bring R&B back and then to throw some samples in there, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And dance. And <laughs> dance. I was like, okay. Just yes. the overall package. Thank you can you. do it all. And then you put a whole freaking music, like a literal movie together. Go ahead, girl. You got to work. And what inspired you to create work. that? Um, you know, I tell people all the time that my dream has always been to be a full entertainer. When I fell in love with the entertainment industry, I was sitting and watching uh, all these incredible entertainers with my grandmother. Her favorite to this date is Frank Sinatra. Mm. You know, uh, Dorothy Dandridge, Sammy Davis Jr., Ginger Rogers, Dean Martin, all these people that when being an entertainer meant you, you acted, you danced, you sang, and nothing took a back seat. You know, everything was like spot on. They were mm-hmm. trained. They they worked on their craft. And so I've been doing that my entire life. You know, from the time that I was four up until I was 17, I was blessed enough to have an incredible career in front of the camera. Um, had I was on a show called Lincoln Heights. Um, had some incredible mentors come there. Um, Ernest Dickerson, who was the uh, director of, of Juice. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Lee Rose. Um, Kathleen McGee Anderson. Just these huge people. Russell Hornsby was my dad. So it was like I had all these people that I looked up to, and they allowed me to shadow them and follow them. Them. And so I realized that there was a place for me behind the camera. And so I promised my parents I would get my degree. So I went to USC film school to get my mm. degree. And so I studied behind the camera. And while I was there, I missed performing. So I started just being in a room full of my friends that we were just people. None of us were music majors, but we loved music. And so we would be there with a janky mic and <laughs> a keyboard and up until seven o'clock in the morning when we had a nine o'clock class, just making music and doing covers. And my covers did well. And then Um, people in the music industry kind of welcomed me with open arms and I met long story short I met a guy by the name of Harmony Samuels super producer done everybody from Ariana Grande to Chris Brown to working on Janet Jackson right now but he allowed me to walk into his studio and told him that I had this dream of really being a true entertainer and me walking into the music industry I had a really 
it was a long journey for me to actually tell people uh, who I was as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a lot of insecurities after I graduated college and went broke and had to move back into my parents' house. Those were things that I wasn't willing to be honest about. And I kind of felt like God told me, you know what? I didn't give you those trials and those tribulations for you to hide that because you look up to people like J.K. Rowling because she has Harry Potter, but she was turned down by every publishing house. You yeah, know, you yeah. look up to Walt Disney because he was turned down by 242 banks, but he is Walt Disney, you know? And um, you are robbing people of that inspiration if you don't tell them the struggles that you've overcome. So, so that's needed what to hear that. Yeah. Right. I know that's right. We had a sermon up in here. Right. <laughs> about church up at DHL. Like you are a star. <laughs> yeah. Like if you watch the whole video, like girl, like from start to finish, it was like lemonade 2.0. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like and every song is dope. And Thank like you. just the quality, like girl, I just will sit Yay. here and gas you all day. Like honestly. Like, I literally I never see my, him react yeah. like this. I literally I'm serious. He never gets this I literally excited. almost threw my phone when I found out Keto was working with you. I was like, oh, hell no. Oh. It took him 30 years to send an email back, but as soon as Keto put your name on the that email, it was like, I'm like, he is alive. Sure, what? sure did. She, real he didn't return my email. Like the last two months. Right. Your name was on the email subject line? He was like, oh, let me, oh, yeah, oh, we'll be there. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, damn. I'm going to put that in all the subject lines. Yes. Ryan. I'm just going to put Ryan up in the subject yeah, every line. Every time. Every time. Like, she's coming back. <laughs> what do you want people to take away from your music? I mean, because you, you seem like you've gone on a journey of just, you know, your path has been so amazing from actress to, you know, musician. But what do you want people to really take away from your sound and from your from your music? I tell people all the time, I'm really proud of the music, really happy the way that the film came out. But it's really my vehicle to start this whole Pretty Girl movement. Um, you know, it was great that Dove was one of our topics today because I really do believe that um, the way that advertising and social media portrays women, women are far too focused on the makeup, the hair, the all the exterior things. And I'm not trying to knock makeup because trust and believe I love a good beat face or I love a good weave, you know, yeah. but like those aren't the things that I used to define me. And that was something that I struggled with for a little bit when I was surrounded by girls who those were the things that defined them. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we can recognize that true beauty is the way that you walk in a room and that you treat somebody or true beauty is overcoming a struggle or true beauty is being willing to be comfortable enough in yourself to say what your real insecurities are. I think that the way in which women would carry themselves and the standard that they would hold themselves to would be completely different and then men would have to meet you there. And I think that the world would just be a better place. So... Wow, listen, well, well all right. I mean, I don't listen. I don't even want to ask you any more questions because that's like how you end the show. You know? Amen. 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 But I, I do. I do want to ask you this. Um, you work with Irv Gotti on Tales. I did. Mm-hmm. And what was it like working with Irv? Because that is such an interesting show to me. I, I've seen several of the episodes, and the twist that he has on how he develops the show is is quite unique. So, how is it work, working on that set? Uh, it's awesome. Um, what I will say for sure, Irv does a great job of making everybody feel like their family. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the first sets that I've been on that. Um, we have all of the Tells actors have a group text and we text and we say hey guys I'm doing such and such a thing if you guys are available let's hang Um, we go and we get together to watch everybody's episodes together Um, and Irv really generated that and he started that you know for my episode one of my songs are on there Um, and he's he actually um, made it open enough for me to say hey how would you feel about me writing a song for my episode and has told me you know what next season you can direct an episode so he's really about giving opportunities to people coming after him and I think that that's incredible. And is that something that you would see your your 
career going to next? More directing as far as since you've done, you've already started in the other arenas, but it seems like especially since you went to USC and mm -hmm. got your degree in that area, is that something that you're looking to in the future? Uh, you know, I wouldn't say one more than the other. Um, I kind of consider myself a storyteller at the end of the day. Um, so that allows me to be in whatever sector I feel like being in at whatever point in my life. Um, but originally the reason that I had gotten kind of behind the camera was because I was like, okay, I'm probably not going to want to be in front of the camera my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I, but I know that I love what I do and I love creating stories. So, you know, being behind the camera has just given me, has, has just given my career a little bit more longevity. So we'll see how I it goes. It. What was the shift for you though? When you said you were talking about like you were around the other girls with, you know, Louise and this, and that was what the, defined them and you were insecure and have your moments, like what, sh what shifted in you or what changed or something that something happened that made you sort of go over the hump and you know we're always it still comes up you know Absolutely. every all the time yeah. for everybody I'd be lying but to you if I said I didn't have exactly but like where what sort of was the oh I don't have to be that anymore moment. um you know you get to a certain point where you're un you're really tired of being uncomfortable and you're really tired of being insecure and you're really tired of comparing yourself to every girl that walks into the room and it comes with you you hit a bottom and you're like okay I believe that your situation change changes when you're tired enough of the situation that you're that. currently in. And that. so it was me making a decision and me being like, okay, God, what do you want to do with me? And whatever, I, I don't know how long it'll take me to get there, but I'm willing to make the next step. And that was one of the things. It was you need to deal with yourself first. So Very cool. Girl, well, you hang out with Keita a lot, huh? Because right. this girl be having me on the phone crying like, yeah. I'm going to change my life, girl. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we unfortunately have to wrap. So where can fans find you and, and all of your music and your videos and social media, all that fun stuff? Uh, they can find me on at Ryan Brown uh, on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook. Uh, and all my music is on every platform from Apple Music to iTunes to Spotify and on down. So. Oh. Yeah. Got a little, with a little Frank Sinatra. Oh, I see you, Anthony. Like, all right, okay. all right, Frank, you get some points for that. Get some points, Courtney. Where can fans find you? Uh, you can find me all over the Twitters and Instagrams at Stuart Starlet. Boom! Everywhere, DJ Jesse J. You can find me at Daryl Kristen on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and on Reels Channel Show Broken Famous on Friday nights at 8 p.m. See you later you on, the on the Instagram. On the Instagram. On the Instagram. You know, I, I need to stop saying that. All right. <laughs> Hollywood redefined. I love you. The views expressed here are those of the whole song and do not necessarily reflect the views of the VHL or its owners of principle.